Sentire Media. It is the 24th of March, 1475, in Trento, northern Italy. Mass is just finishing, and a worried-looking man approaches the bishop, Hinderbach. He asks the bishop for help, looking for his disappeared son, a two-year-old boy by the name of Simonino. The bishop would charge the city's civil authority, the Podesta, with the investigation. But before even the body is found, word starts to spread. The boy had been killed during a ritual murder by a group of Jews. After two days, the body conveniently shows up near the house of a prominent Jewish family, who are all arrested, men, women and children. The men will eventually be executed, some of the women would die in prison, and the children would be released only after months of detention. The only proof, besides the location of the body, are confessions extracted under severe torture. This is the story of Simonino da Trento, a serious case of anti-Jewish injustice that gave rise to a Catholic cult that would only be suppressed in 1965. To talk about the life of Beato Simonino da Trento, the blessed young boy, I have a good friend of mine, Lorenzo Paluan, back again on the show. Lorenzo, thank you very much for coming again. Thank you to you, and uh, it's always a pleasure and an honor Great. to participate in your show. Thank you very, very much. And I must say, the last time you were on, it was very appreciated. And so we're going to be dealing today with a topic that um, will probably be of great interest to the listeners. Some people have actually written in uh, to ask if we were going to do any more shows about anti-Semitism, anti-Judaism, and the Jewish uh, population in Italy in general. And so here we are today. Tell us about this story, Lorenzo. Well, the story begins in uh, Easter of 1475, and it was exactly the 24th of March, at the end of the Easter Mass in the Trento Cathedral, a man approached the Trento bishop that it was always also the Trento prince mm-hmm. and asked uh, asked to him uh, to help him to find his son two years baby uh, called Simonino that it was lost from the night before and uh, the bishop uh, put in charge the city Podesta, mm-hmm. who was the city ruler, let's say, the, the, the civil ruler, and the start uh, to search uh, this baby and immediately to, through the city it uh, is uh, spread the voice that it was uh, kidnapped by Jews and killed by Jews. Because it was Easter and, and it was also the uh, Jewish Easter. Mm-hmm. So the 26th of March, they found the body of the, of the baby in a, they called a roja, a roja sort of ditch. 
exactly near the, the house of a Jewish family, a prominent Jewish family in a Jewish community in Trento, because there is in, the, in that house, not, not exactly a synagogue, but a, a sort of room uh, for uh, so, uh, prayers and rituals. center for yeah. the Jewish community. Yeah. Point is that uh, after two days, that voice uh, and the rumors about the, the kidnapping, child, the, the kidnapping yeah. all uh, the family member, uh, all people participating in uh, Easter rituals uh, in that house have been captured and uh, jailed. They put in prison also all the women and children of their families that usually uh, they don't participate at all to the Easter uh, festivities, festivity, yes, and, and, and rituals. Mm-hmm. So in any case, they are not involved, but uh, also women and children were put in prison. After 10 days around, in the, the 7th of April, uh, after 10 days of tortures, they admitted the crime. Not, not only on the torture, but we have to, to specify that also the... Trento's bishop uh, wrote in, a, in one of his letters to the Pope and the community that may, maybe the church was a, a little bit excessive. A little bit exaggerated. Yeah. <laughs> But in any case, uh, they confessed and uh, started uh, the real process to all the um, Jews incriminated for this Supposed crime. supposed crime. Finally, they were condemned to death. To be burned at the stake. Burned at the stake, yes. All of them? Men, women? Uh... Not only the men. Okay. Two of them, uh, just they cut the head because before the sentence they were baptized. Okay, so by being baptized they had the courtesy of having their heads cut off. How nice. They were executed uh, in June, at the end of June. In these three months of time, there was um, a lot of intervention from a uh, delegate of the Pope and also from the Duke of uh, Austria, Sigismondo, that they are were very worried about uh, the riot between the population against the Jewish community in uh, all the northeast Italy yeah, and southern Germany and Austria, yes. Problem that was already present also in the year before. Okay, so it was nothing new. Yes, uh, yes there's there just a... They are trying to control the process and the, and the trial. So there are two months between the, the capture of mm-hmm. the... Yeah, between, between the arrest and, and the exactly. execution. And the execution. More than two months. Women and children, after the execution, they remain in prison until the end of the year. Ah, so, so from... The, the events, let's say, in March, in March all the way to, to December. The, the wife of the, um, the main accused, that was uh, Samuele from uh, Nuremberg. Nuremberg, yeah? mm-hmm. Nuremberg yeah. So it was German. And it, this is uh, an interesting point. <laughs> yes, because Trento, and maybe we'll talk about it a bit later, Trento has always been sort of a frontier 
city or frontier uh, principality, we could say. But maybe we'll talk about that uh, later. So the the, um, the wife of uh, Samuele from uh, Norimberga died in prison for the tortures before the execution of his husband. And uh, other two wives uh, were uh, also tortured again in uh, November. They admit their responsibility in a crime they they did it they would have no reason to participate even absolutely they they were totally out of the room where supposedly uh, the crime uh, took place uh, and uh, but they confessed uh, with a lot of details suggested by by the torture podesta and yeah, the torturers during uh, during the tortures, and uh, they became Christians too. They, so they were converted, baptized, and they have to go to a sort of pilgrimage uh, to the um, Simonino tomb. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, they will be released finally. Okay, so after being tortured, after admitting the crime that they couldn't couldn't even have committed or wouldn't public have public humiliation uh, with the pilgrimage to... and uh, all these kind of things, uh, atto di contrizione, yeah, an act of contrition, atto contrition, and they uh, eventually they, they they were released um, less than one years of prison in Trento that it was not exactly comfortable as not, not a pleasant experience. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, at all. Immediately after the episode, immediately after the body was uh, found in that uh, roger and that uh, ditch, started a, a popular cult of uh, Simonino as martyr. Mm-hmm. Of Simonino as a Christian martyr. Christian martyr of uh, perfidious Jews. Mm-hmm. Of, the, of the so-called perfidious Jews. Yes, so-called yes. perfidious Jews. And um, it, it was incredible quick how the this kind of cult uh, spread all over the the town and then the region, even if the Pope uh, didn't recognize Sisto the fifth at the mm-hmm. that time. Sixtus the fifth. Yeah. Uh, even if the Pope didn't recognize the cult uh, of uh, Simonino da Trento, it became uh, blessed uh, in 1588. Uh, because the the cult survived uh, for a for a long long time. long time, and uh, because they started exactly the twenty seventh of March uh, fourteen seventy five, they started to telling about miracles mm-hmm. that the image of Simonino the Trento performed. Yeah. Perform. And then maybe uh, Lorenzo, we have to specify that in Italian we have the term. Beato and Santo. So Santo is actually saint, whereas Beato, which we are translating as blessed, is is not just, you know, a person who has been blessed by the priest uh, on on that particular day, but somebody who is generally considered blessed, Uh, so Beato. Yes, it's a sort of uh, hierarchy between uh, Santi and Beati, and I'm, I'm, I'm not 
were found in the difference because of, maybe I didn't pay enough attention during the doctor's lesson. The miracle in life, if you they have to be mir- but at the same time there is the fact they are martyrs. Exactly. Yeah. So the, there is a different graduation between uh, yes, yes, yes. Beati and Santi, the mm, possibility to uh, perform miracles. As I perform miracles, and at the same time, I mean, it's uh, you are before to be saint, you have in case to be canonizzato, is the uh, Italian word, yeah. Can- canonized as beato. As a beato, as a okay, so it's a sort of first step uh, on the on the road of the <laughs> sanctification. So the point is, this cult of beato Simonino Trento is uh, emblematic from a lot of different points of view. First of all, the, um, the rapidity uh, of the spread among people of this cult, uh, and it seems that this it was also a sort of instrument used by the bishop of Trento to try to get his end clean uh, mm-hmm. of the process that it was not, not exactly the trial, the most uh, fair trial of all. It was interesting because there was a role of the media of that time and there is a lot of pictures and images and printed text uh, with the story of the fact of the... So they were accused of, of a ritual killing of this uh, of this young boy. So of having also killed him to drink his blood, to drink the blood of the innocent. Not boy. exactly. In that case, it was uh, the, the accused was that they used the blood to the host. The host, host. For the, yes, for the for the, for the uh, ritual of the Jewish Easter. Mm-hmm. This kind of uh, accusation uh, was quite traditional at mm-hmm. that time, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, it's a very good job that now we've become too intelligent to believe in baby blood drinking cabals and things like that. It's a relief, isn't it? Yes, and uh, the point is that the ritual homicide during the Jewish Easter was a, a, a legend uh, that was spread all over Europe since uh, at least five centuries before, starting from uh, the First Crusade. and uh, as, as a propaganda as a propa- story. Cato- I, I, I didn't say exactly Catholic propaganda because it was most popular sentiment against uh, uh, Jewish community all over Europe. Uh, and uh, th- there is a long history of Pope trying to Uh, sort of come down and reduce <laughs> yes uh, with uh, several uh, papal uh, bull uh, that trying to explain that Jewish are not uh, plague infector that Jewish didn't drink uh, child blood during uh, Easter and things on so sometimes popes trying to explain to Catholic hierarchies and to people that all these accusations are untrue. Mm-hmm. But the, the same fact that this uh, papal ball have been repeated uh, during the centuries, it also shows that the, this kind of this kind of belief, of belief was out. very, 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 very strong, strong and very deeply rooted deeply in the consciousness. The, yes, yes. Anyway, finally, if we come back to the story of Simonino, 
the cult of Simonino was canonized in uh, 1588 and... Uh, so about 100 years after the fact. Yes, but it was very present in all uh, picture images, uh, the, the first print uh, book, and there is a... Also, um, a register of Simonino miracles mm-hmm. in the, so in the Trento archive, uh, historical archive in Trento. There is a register with uh, all the miracles uh, attributed to Simonino. Mm-hmm. This cult is deeply anti-Judaic because mm-hmm. it's, it's a constant accusation of Jewish uh, ritual homicide. Uh, that never happened, by, by the way. <laughs> by the way, but, uh, even if a lot of Pope trying to eradicate this kind of cult or this kind, cult, of... N- not exactly the cult because they recognized them. Even they, they try to not to charge the Jewish of this kind of accusation, but at the same time they have a pressure from people and lower 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 levels of the church in spread this kind of message. These things go on for centuries and only in 1965 during the, the Second Council that uh, the cult uh, is erased as okay. official cult of Catholic Church in Italy. So it, it lasts for five centuries, exactly. more or less. And probably this was just a sort of consequence of the Holocaust, probably, as most of the thing related to the um, relationship between Jews and Catholic after the Holocaust. So it took the Holocaust to get rid of this cult, let's yes, say. Yes, because it was one of the points. Nevertheless, after 40 years, after the Vatican Council uh, in uh, 1965, still some Catholic uh, association tried to reintroduce the Simonino cult. And there is a group of Catholic, radical Catholic, radical Catholic, that still uh, they want to reintroduce the the cult of Simonino Trento, both for its its presented miracles, both as um, tool for denounce the The perfidious Jews. Perfidious Jews. The famous perfidious Jews. And you were telling me before we, we started recording, or is something very interesting about the word perfidious, which yes. actually was not born yes. as, as a, a neck, well, let's not say negative word, but it, it didn't originally have the meaning it has today. Yes, yes. If you want to try to understand why all this hate uh, grow uh, along the centuries, during the centuries, uh, we have to start from a situation uh, where the relationship between uh, Jewish religion and Catholic religion were not so conflictual. I mean, there was a lot of debate uh, by a theological point of view. There was a, a lot of, also, if you want, problem in a relationship between a strong identified community as the Jewish community all over all Europe. But there's no a real uh, persecu- Jewish persecution before the 12th or 11th century. And uh, in this uh, theological debate, 
the word uh, perfidia, that means in, in Latin uh, for fate. Okay, there was two words, perfide, uh, became translated in perfidia in vulgar, and then in, in only one, synthesized in only one word, perfidia, but it means that the Jews are, uh, they, they persist in their wrong fate, and, uh, and they are uh, some of stubborn yeah. <laughs> idea and maintain the fact that uh, Jesus Christ is not the Messiah. Okay. Okay. So they are wrong per fide. According to this, the, the first use of this term. By, yes, by they, the they are wrong per fide. No, it, 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 this not means uh, something evil or, or mean... Uh, at least ju just something stubborn, obstinated, mm -hmm. this obstinated faith that Jesus Christ is not the Messiah. And they are still the elected uh, people in front the of God. The chosen people. The chosen people for, in front of God. And, and there is this alliance between God and uh, the people of Israel. Mm -hmm. So, perfidia, perfidia became a, a usual term, uh, adjective, uh, for the Jewish. But at the same time, it became the, the, the word that we all now know how, as, uh, as, as some, a negative as negative, of somebody so, who so is you're, calculating yes. an evil and, and so if, on. If uh, they say that you are perfido, mm -hmm. it is not exactly a compliment. Exactly. <laughs> but you were saying also, Lorenzo, that um, this has not always been, I mean, the, the Catholic Church, before you said they've always, not always, they have in t times in history tried to curb the, the, the sort of anti-Jewish sentiment in, in the popular conscience. And, and also you, you, you gave an interesting metaphor before about uh, Christianity being one of the branches of the olive tree and not... Yes, uh, this is part of theological debate of the early Christian communities. And I mean, San Paolo, that was a Jew, Jesus Christ was Jew. He was a Jewish. Yeah. He was a Jewish, and this this is still now is not a, a, a fact clearly accomplished by some by some community. Yes, some, some Catholic. Some that the point groups. is, Jesus Christ was Jew. He was uh, circumcised. Circumcised. Circumcised, and uh, and, that, and that's a, a it's a historic reality. Yeah. So, which is actually also an interesting fact when you know that one of the things that that uh, sort of uh, provoked Martin Luther to to rebel against the church. At a certain point in European history, it seems there are about 22 foreskins of Jesus circulating. So another miracle there, you know, regrowing foreskins was another thing. And uh, by the way, uh, in 1543, Luther wrote a book uh, against Jews, uh, maybe maybe heavier than the old uh, Catholic <laughs> theories uh, spread uh, in, in that time. About Jews and their lies. Mm -hmm. and they About were, the Jews and their lies. Yeah. And it was strongly anti-Judaic uh, book, um, maybe more than uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, Catholic uh, book, uh, before, books before. Also in that case, it was more a theological debate. And uh, maybe at this point we, we can try to define what is uh, anti-Judaism or anti-Hebraism and anti-Semitism. Mm -hmm. Because there are 
concept very similar and related, but not exactly the same. I mean, with anti-Hebraism, some historians find anti-Hebraism as um, the attitude of the, uh, uh, for example, uh, the Roman Empire, where the problem was Jewish people as people that uh, don't want to integrate into integrated the... in the Roman um, civilization, mm-hmm. uh, even if uh, Roman Empire uh, recognized uh, so the, 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 the right of, of the Jews to be Roman citizens. Yeah, so the Romans didn't understand. They, these people. You know, what do you want? We're giving you citizenship. All you have yes. to do is take our Caesar, put him as a guard along with your guard and don't complain, you know. <laughs> and, and, uh, and it was uh, quite a problem, uh, especially because at the beginning of the first, uh, the half of the first century, they start a sort of rebellion against the uh, Roman Empire mm-hmm. and the first uh, Judaic. Uh, war uh, yeah, take place took place uh, exactly with the destruction of the temple and the, and the first and diaspora diaspora uh, it was the 70 uh, after christ mm-hmm. yeah 70 AD so there's no exactly uh, a problem as we we could say racial or religious it was more a sort of uh, social issue social. They, they weren't integrating into the empire and then sort of the customs and culture yes uh, and uh, and moreover they started also rebellion so the, the, the roman uh, they, they they solved the problem as usually they solved the problem the, the pax romana <laughs> exactly and uh, and this is uh, anti-hebraism uh, anti-Judaism uh, is more uh, theological issues mm-hmm. and is uh, the theological debate starting from the first century of Catholic Church till now, at least, or at least to the, the Holocaust. Anti-Semitism is more a uh, racial uh, issues. It took place when, uh, as a sort of... Um, corruption of uh, enlightenment uh, and uh, scientific theories about human races mm-hmm. in 19, uh, 19th... In the 19th century, yeah. Sort of same period in which racial theory was then taken also to try and justify uh, slavery and, and other cases in which one race would so, subjugate another. Jews as a, a race mm-hmm. is... Uh, a totally new argument uh, only from that period. Before that, uh, Jews are recognized as separated community, but, but all, only based on the, the different faith. A converted Jew uh, was, uh, was Catholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the conversion was uh, highly by <laughs> Catholic Jerichis, but not always sufficient. Uh, I mean, uh, in, in, in Spain, uh, during the 16th century, there was the... The expulsion of the Jews. Expulsion of the Jews and a lot of prejudice also uh, against the converted Jews. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, it's not always sufficient also the, the, the conversion, but... Uh, it was the, 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 the minimum uh, yes, the requirement. Step, the step to yeah, minimum requirement. But anyway, so we, we have this difference that the, the racism against the Jews 
is uh, invention of the 19th century and it was used by totalitarian uh, regime like fascism and uh, obviously Nazism. Nazi on, on a sort of scientific uh, depravated basis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it's so totally different. It's totally different from the theological debate uh, and the, 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 the mistrust of the Catholics in the previous year. Even if this mistrust uh, have tragic consequence and uh, real uh, homicides, mm-hmm. riots, uh, and uh, yeah, sacks. Uh, yeah. of uh, just, and Yes, these kind of things. But it, 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 it wasn't the Jews as a Jews. It was Jews as uh, miscredenti. Uh, non-believers. Not believers, mm-hmm. yes. It's a little bit different, related, in any case, related because without... 15 centuries of anti-Judaism, uh, maybe the uh, anti-Semitism uh, didn't. Yeah, let's say the, the racial anti-Semitism has its roots in the religious debate and anti-Judaism. Yes. So the point is uh, that uh, this anti-Judaism uh, started as a fascinating theological debate in the early centuries of the church became more complicated when Catholicism became a, a state religion with uh, Theodosio. Theodosius, yeah. yeah. Uh, back to the Simonino history, there is another point on the line that is that uh, immediately after they were imprisoned, all the goods and riches of the family were uh, confiscated by the bishop of Trento. <laughs> and he said uh, also that in, in, in uh, later letters to the Pope that all this money and uh, goods were, uh, they needed to pay the, the trials. Ah, yeah, no, very expensive. <laughs> very expensive trial. And it, uh, but uh, also, this is not unusual in the history of this kind of episodes. That there was there was a lot of this kind of episode. Maybe this have to be mentioned, even if they didn't generate a cult of the martyr of the victim. But there was a lot of process of this kind, and uh, the confiscation of riches of the Jews. Maybe it wasn't not exactly. Uh, um, a side effect. Exactly. It could have been one of the objectives as well, let's say. Yes, yes, yes. Samuele from Norimberg, the, 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 the Jews accused of this crime, was also... Uh, money lending. Money, money lending. Usury. Not exactly usury, because it was admitted by the uh-huh. Catholic... This also is an interesting point of the, of, the, of the history. Point is that in 1215... The Lateran Council established that the Jewish can loan money with interest and this was forbid for Catholic people. Mm-hmm. So, first thing. Yeah. Second thing uh, is the same council that established that Jews have to be uh, recognizable amongst, identifiable amongst uh, Catholics. So it's not exactly that uh, the, yellow the, the yellow star, but they have to wear something they clearly identified them as Jews. And 
Okay, maybe th this will return. I yeah, so, so we're talking 1215, <laughs> yeah. not yes, 12 so. But at the same time, this was a sort of formalization of the tolerance of the Catholic uh, to the Jews community, and they could manage their affairs, uh, they could loan money with interest, uh, at the same time they couldn't be <laughs> a lot of other things, but at least it was a sort of uh, tolerance mm -hmm. uh, between Catholic community and uh, Jewish community that permits to evolve. Money yeah, yes, to, 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 to evolve in the, in, in the centuries with this kind of relationship. But tolera tolerance is always a tricky word. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> because you can tolerate what is your... I mean, a, a, a gracious uh, sort of kindness that you give to someone, you tolerate, because, but it, it means that he's in the error, he's, he's wrong. Yeah, he's, yeah. So uh, it's, there's it's something sort of being kind, but at the same time accusing. So. Yeah, yeah. And this is sort of seed growing uh, along the century very strong and it's ironic that also in the, in the period we're talking about we had the Medici loaning tons of money to the popes without any problems but let's not go down that road no, no problem for the Medici no, nobody nobody accused them or, or needed to tolerate them so. yes point is that the, the, the history of uh, Simonino Trento uh, impressed me first of all because I, I, I learned about it during a travel in Trento and it was a that is a wonderful city. You speak about it in yeah, your podcast. Yeah, we, we have a, a voice map tour. We have a podcast. Yes, and, and Trento is and very... And we're going to talk a little bit more about it coming up as well. A beautiful uh, city with a lot of medieval uh, remains, uh, buildings yeah. and this kind of things. And uh, it was uh, a very dramatic and, and tragic history. And so also impressed by a, a human point of view. Uh, but at the same time, unfortunately, this kind of story is not in, in history. There are uh, many uh, trials of this kind uh, in the centuries. Only Simonino da Trento, another one who is uh, William from Norwich. Mm -hmm. William of Norwich, yeah. In, uh, in England, uh, became uh, blessed. Mm -hmm. uh, and the history of William of Norwich was in 1144. So we're talking about three centuries before the story of Simonino. So it means that this kind of Jews persecution was very usual, very common. common. And widespread. And widespread in all over Europe. I mean, the history of William was also uh, particular because it was spread around Europe, also because of the cult of the, of the victim, of the martyr of this presumed uh, homicide, ritual homicide. But it was uh, spread in a, in a sort of oral way. Mm -hmm. uh, in, instead, the, point, the, the, the success uh, of the Simonino beatification process was more promoted by the the print and the and the use of a lot of images in church in 
all different kind of situation. Yeah, different uh, propaganda, propaganda channels. Uh, yes, primarily promoted by Trento Bishop. Mm -hmm. Maybe also because he knows that uh, if Simonino was a sort of saint, maybe it would be that also the trials was the the right thing because both the Pope and uh, the, the the Duke of uh, Austria at that time were very uh, worried, as we said, uh, about the both the relationship with Jewish community that in a, in any case they they have a role in the economy of that time, and uh, also they were worried because. Uh, all these kind of things usually end in riots yeah, and violence. It's uh, uh, yeah. not, not exactly the, the situation that the government... Yeah, and speaking of the Bishop of Trento, maybe we need to specify that the bishops of Trento for centuries and, and officially starting at the beginning of the 13th century, I would say, no, at the beginning of the 12th century, I would say, officially, but also before then, were also the civil authority in, in Trento. So they were the, the so-called bishop princes yes, of, of Trento, so they held both religious and civil authority. Exactly. So a similar case happened uh, just some year uh, after the, the story of the Simonino, also in, uh, in Venezia, it was 1488, and in that case uh, there was a trial People, uh, condemned accused, to, people, people accused and condemned to, to burn at the stake. To be burned at the stake. Yeah, and, uh, at the, but it, it didn't become a cult because in that case the body uh, was never found. Oh, okay. And speaking of Beato Simonino, da, or non-Beato anymore, the Simonino da Trento, do we have any idea what actually happened to the boy or who was really responsible? I mean, uh, the, the only historical evidence is that the body was found in the ditch. Mm -hmm. So it could happen. Any, the, the, he, he had some... Kind of accident or... Some kind of... Um, wounds. Wounds, uh, maybe caused by any kind of things that could happen oh, at a baby in the a, in a, in a 15th century. I mean animals, maybe drowned, uh, we, we don't really know because the, uh, the accusation was, no the accusation was so happened. fast mm -hmm. and also, I mean, oh, uh, also because the trial was so fast and they find the, uh, the, the guilty of the, the, the this horrible crime and, and it was very, very easy to, to accuse. Uh, but there was a strong public opinion against the Jews. Uh, in this particular case? Uh, in this particular case, but it was a quite the uh, uh, same situation in all northern Italy at that time because of uh, the preaching of uh, a lot of Franciscan friars. And in particular, in this case, there was uh, one famous uh, friar that was uh, Bernardino da Feltre, Maybe he became saint also, and uh, why not reward? Why not? Yeah. 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 But the point was that uh, Franciscan friars at that time were very active in uh, condemning uh, Jewish uh, tradition and use uh, and accusing them of any kind of uh, crime, crime, uh, included 
ritual homicides because at that time the Franciscan order he is going to build the we, we call Monti di Pietà mm-hmm. that was the a sort of credit institution allowed by also uh, Catholic authorities and uh, they were in, uh, in, uh, in competition with uh, the activity the traditional activity of Jews to loan money and so I mean maybe this is a, a um, there is a, a little bit of malice in this interpretation <laughs> but they are where the, the Franciscan friars at that time were very very active in, in, in this kind of propaganda against sort of Jews. Anti-Jewish propaganda at the time, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, even if there's no malice, you can say that in any case, getting rid of Jewish people for the Franciscan friars in this case was good business. So mo- let's say motive is there. So <laughs> It was. And Bernardino da Feltre started also in exactly in, in, in March of 1475 to speech publicly that he had been rich uh, of the notice of the killing of Simonino. The, the, the voice spread by the child of the community. Ah, the children. And the, of the, the children of the community. And the children uh, for Catholic uh, Church is always a sort of image of purity mm-hmm. and uh, all, all kind of good things yes. so the child didn't lie exactly despite the fact that for the catholic church children are born sinful in any case but uh... so there the, there uh, there was a, a a child killed there is the child that uh, spread the voice that it was the perfidious jews yeah. and of course you and i lorenzo as parents we know that children never lie you know yeah, <laughs> Always honest. And I never lied to my parents. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> never. Absolutely. But it was a very strong uh, propaganda made by uh, this um, predication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, predication speech is uh, in, in public places uh, and with a lot of people that listen to him and all the other uh, uh, friars uh, in, in that region. And it was very, very effective in its results. It was a, a sort of main media of that time. Great. Well, Lorenzo, thank you very much for bringing that case to our attention. Uh, I think it's a very interesting case in itself, but also a good way to start talking a little bit about um, anti-Judaism and also in general the Jewish community in Italy, which is something I've always wanted to talk a little bit more about. So thank you very, very much for bringing that to our attention and thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you, you too. It was a really pleasure for me. Grazie per l'ascolto. Thank you for listening, and I hope you found that interesting. Remember, if you feel so inclined, you can get in touch. Hello at historyofitaly.com, and at the same URL, you can click through to our social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or you can go straight there from your social account. You can also become a Patreon supporter and have access to extra content and ad-free episodes. You can do that by going to the support page of our website or directly to patreon.com forward slash a history of Italy. Thanks again very much for listening and until next time, arrivederci. 
Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.